Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and today on the show, I am diving into Black Widow and checking out all of the spoilers. I've got a spoiler-filled review coming right up for you right now. Last week, I did a spoiler-free review of Black Widow. If you haven't seen Black Widow yet, go check it out. Go listen to that episode so you can... Get a good thought, a good idea of my thoughts on the movie as a whole without spoiling anything. But today, I'm going all in on the spoilers. I'm talking Taskmaster, Dracov, The Red Room, the ending of the film, and especially the post credit scene and what it could mean for the future of the MCU, the future of Hawkeye, the future of Yelena, the future of Vel. What is going on? So many implications in such a short, short post credit scene. I want to start with with a hot topic. I want to start with Taskmaster. I feel like that's a hot topic right now. All of a sudden, everybody's a Taskmaster stan. Everybody's loved Taskmaster all of a sudden. And I feel like we have an Abomination in Shang-Chi trailer situation all over again. Everybody has been a fan of Taskmaster for as long as they can remember. And how dare this movie mess up their storied past and history with such an iconic villain. I am not buying any of that for a quick second. I I think people are looking for issues with Black Widow, and I don't want to dive too crazy deep down the rabbit hole. I liked Black Widow. I thought it was fun. I thought it was enjoyable. I do think people are always going to try to find something negative about something that is female-led or unique or different to the MCU or whatever the case may be. And those people are lame. That's just a fact. Let's talk about the Taskmaster. Now, I think the Taskmaster was an awesome, an awesome villain. I think the, the like theoretically, the ability for this person to mirror and map other things that they have seen in battle, super, super sick. We get Black Widow. We get Spider-Man. We get Cap. We get some really cool moves that are just really, really badass. And that's really fun to see, especially on the fight on the bridge. I think there are so many things where I felt like Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was just, I was pointing at the screen. I was like, this is Spider-Man and this is Cap and this is so amazing. And I felt like I was living that meme. It was a really fun battle. Now, was Taskmaster used well or wasted? That's a really tough question. I'm going to... I I just... I have to take a stance one way or the other. I'm going to say that it was wasted. Taskmaster was not efficiently used in Black Widow. Regardless of if Taskmaster was going to be the main villain or not, obviously panned out to not be the main villain, I still think the Taskmaster was underutilized. Give us three minutes, five minutes maybe, more backstory on the Taskmaster... How did Drakov save her? We know that the Taskmaster is Drakov's daughter who was bombed by Natasha 
And so something happened. He saved her somehow. How did that happen? I would have loved to see some background on that. What did her training look like? What did it look like when Dracov figured out he could program her and that she could mirror her opponent's abilities? I want some more of that backstory. I just want some brief glimpses into the history of Taskmaster. I think that would have elevated the character exponentially in the three, four, five minutes that we would have got. And I think that that would have been so beneficial for the movie. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I didn't feel like Taskmaster was underutilized. We got one cool battle and then got put in a in a box, in a glass box. And at the end of the movie, we, we have an idea of what's going to happen with Taskmaster, I think. And we know that the Widows will take care of, of her and... Don't know where they're headed. I mean, I'm saying, let's go give us a Disney Plus series called Widows. Like, that sounds amazing. And we can just go on these espionage spy thriller adventures with all of the Widows now that are free to go and have free will, but are still trained to be killers. Uh, I think that sounds like a cool idea. Kevin Feige, give me a call. Let's let's make this thing happen. But I, I hope we see Taskmaster in a future MCU property. I think it's a little hesitant right da- right now. I don't think anything's come out saying whether it's one way or the other, but I think that would be fun, and I do think it was under underutilized in this movie. Now, Dracov as the main villain, you've got your really good classic old white guy that looks really pervy and fits the bill for he who would have a red room and run a red room and want, run this, this network of widows. Now... I think that Dracov is an excellent villain to be on screen for just the exact amount of time that he was on screen. I think his story is simple. I think his his interactions are, are simple, and I don't think it dives too deep. And I kind of respect that about this movie. I respect the fact that we got a really flatline villain that, that we don't have to pour into. We don't have to worry about what's coming next or what's the backstory or anything else we just got to watch what we were watching and I honestly I thought that was kind of well played I thought the the actor that plays him is well done uh, well done and I liked it I thought Dracov was cool he's kind of scared me when he like goes off on Natasha and just starts decking her I would not want to get involved with Dracov. I wouldn't want to piss him off. I mean, there's probably a reason that he sits really high up in a tower because people don't like him, and I wouldn't like him either. Now, the Red Room, I I know in the trailers there is some more footage of the Red Room that we do not see in the movie. We kind of get a, uh, some glimpses, some backstory. I personally thought that would have been pretty cool to see some clips of the Red Room same situation with the Taskmaster. Give us like three, four, five minutes of Natasha and Yelena growing up in the in the Red Room. Give us a minute or so of Melina going through the Red Room. She mentions that she goes through the cycles through the Red Room four times before Natasha is born. I would like to see some of that. And now I have a special bonus episode of of this podcast available on Patreon. Go check it out. It's it's an hour-long, spoiler-filled Black Widow review with Tyler Beck of Three Films in a Pod. Great guest. We chatted about the Red Room. He made a really good point that, you know what? The Red Room is like the shark in Jaws. 
the less you see of it, the more you build it up and the scarier it becomes. I think that's a pretty good analogy and I kind of I kind of agree. I kind of agree even though I just disagreed, I kind of agree. Let's talk about the post credit scene. This is this is it. This is the biggest spoilery thing that we could be chatting about because I think the rest of the movie we already know where Natasha her storyline ends. We know where she goes. We know that her character does not really have any more implications moving forward. So this post credit scene really sets us up for the most forward-looking, spoiler-heavy scene in the entire movie. So I think I think that is interesting in and of itself for the MCU. Obviously, in the post credit scene, we we see Yelena visiting the grave of Natasha, which would be set in a post-Endgame world. And, and it is in Ohio, which is sad in and of itself. And all of a sudden, Val comes out of nowhere, which is very interesting. If you look at the scene, we see a nice wide shot of Yelena at the gravesite in, in the cemetery. Val is nowhere to be seen. And then just all of a sudden, just like that, she shows up. Time variant? Maybe. Maybe. Just saying. So she shows up and basically recruits Yelena and says like, look, do you want to get revenge on who did this to your sister? Because I know who did it and I can help you. Shows her a picture of Clint. And my first, my initial thought was like, hell yeah, let's go. Hawkeye is going to die and I can't wait to see that. Hawkeye is the worst. I would say my vote is for episode one of Hawkeye, give, get Yelena to kill off Hawkeye and then give us the rest of the season. That's just Yelena and Kate Bishop, I think that shakes out to be a way better show than anything with Hawkeye in it. And, you know, that's that's just the stance of the podcast, Hawkeye's the worst. But on a more realistic level, it is it raises so many questions. It raises so many questions about Val and what she is doing, what her intentions are, how she knows this information. Think about how she might know this information. She has to know somebody, possibly the power broker might have clued her into a couple of things, but she has, she's got to have a mole somewhere on the inside. She's got to have someone giving her this information that Clint and Natasha had their falling out. Oh, I hit myself for saying falling out on Vormir. That was not cool of me to say that. And I feel really bad now all of a sudden, because I don't want to relive that, but someone knows that. And they were time heisting and they were living in different planets and timelines and so how does Val know this I don't know that's a really big question and the 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 obviously the very big question that we are all dealing with is what is this leading to it looks like Val is in recruitment mode and she is recruiting people we've seen her recruit U.S. agent John Walker this is where her introduction was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and now recruiting Yelena, could a could a Thunderbolts be coming? Are we also going towards a Young Avengers? Or could this whole storyline with Yelena just be a side story? Could this be something that's totally unrelated to a Thunderbolts? Could it be t- something that just shows us that Val is in the know, she's up to some dirty work, and she can pit people against other people? I think that's an interesting take on it as well. And it's just way too early to tell. We just have no clue where Val is is leading. And I 
I totally cannot wait to see more of Val in the shows, in the movies, in whatever it's going to be. When Julia Louis-Dreyfus stepped on the big screen, again, I'm feeling like Leo in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was just I was just like that. That's it. That's it. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Pointing at the screen. I thought it was really cool to see her on the big screen and getting the vibe of like, oh, this is from a Marvel TV show that's on Disney Plus, and now we're seeing it on a big screen. Sure, you can watch the post credit scene without understanding what Val and and U.S. Agent John Walker have, but I think. Knowing what they have and knowing where Val comes from obviously pluses the scene. It makes it that much more interesting. And I think I think the possibilities of where this could head are are super, super interesting to me and and I hope interesting to everybody else. I think it's a long play, and I think that we are not gonna get answers for a really long time, honestly. But what it's setting up is going to be crazy. It's going to be something so insane. And I, and I'm so excited for it. I did want to talk about the intro sequence for a second and possibly the best intro sequence in any MCU film. I loved the cover of smells like teen spirit. I thought that was really cool, super creepy and haunting, but it sets the vibe of this red room, Russian, dark past situation it sets the vibe prime just premium vibe setting right there and I think it's one of if not the best openings to a to an MCU movie it's it's freaky like honestly when I first saw it I was like whoa this is kind of dark like this is pretty intense and then we cut to Natasha on the run I I thought it was cool um in terms of the movie as a whole, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good movie. And the kind of the kind of cool thing about Black Widow is it's not a massive spoiler-filled movie. I don't think there are tons of things that really detract from anything else in the MCU. It really just adds to things. And I think that's where this movie finds its strength. It is a it is a one-off. It is a unique popcorn flick where you don't have to know tons of things to understand what's happening. You can go in blind and just watch a fun, action-packed movie. And I think that's its strength. And some people are are docking it for that, but I think that's actually where it finds its strength. Rumors are Red Guardian and Melina are, are going to be in the MCU moving forward. David Harbour, Rachel Weisz have contracts locked up. I am hyped for that. What did you think of Black Widow? Let me know your ranking, your rating, rated out of 10. Where does it fall in your overall MCU ranking? Let me know. Lots of interesting takes that I've heard, and I want to hear yours. Get at me at 15MinuteMarvel on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. And a special shout out to the patron of the show, Brandon Clark. If you want to be like him and get a special shout out every single episode, hit up the Patreon, support the show. It means a lot. I will see you back here next time as I rank every episode of Loki, one through six. And I am right now going to guarantee you lots of hot takes. Lots of hot takes are coming in because I feel strongly about some episodes and I'm ready to dish on it. 
I'm Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.